Hi everyone, I'm Jason Scores and welcome to another episode of Dispatch from the Zombie Apocalypse. I hope everybody is doing great. So, today's episode is uh, back to some of the key stuff we got to do this year um, to make sure we defeat MAGA. And this is going to be kind of to build on the fact that I routinely refer to traitor Trump and the MAGA movement as fascist. And some colleagues and commentators have pointed out that since fascism is both a loaded term, which is often confused with Nazism, and while Nazis were fascists, there are plenty of other fascist movements separate from Nazism, and also because it's hard to define the term, that it might be good to lay out how exactly MAGA meets the definition of fascism. So that's what I'm going to do in today's podcast, hence the title, MAGA Fascism, A Beginner's Guide. So I'm going to break this into two parts. In the first, I'm going to outline the Merriam-Webster definition of fascism and show how traitor Trump and the MAGA movement meet all the criteria. Then in the next segment, I'm going to go a little deeper and show some of the techniques that the former president uses to solidify his support that are classic fascist techniques of propaganda used to create a morally and intellectually confused populace that will follow a fascist cult leader. Before getting into the definition of fascism, let me state that, of course, the definition is not entirely precise, and there are some gray areas. Fascism can be a hard-to-define term, but as we'll see, MAGA meets all the key criteria, and then some. So let's start with the definition According to Merriam-Webster, fascism is a political philosophy, movement, or regime that exalts nation and often race above the individual and that stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader, severe economic and social regimentation, and forcible suppression of opposition. So, The first thing to note is that fascism can either be a political philosophy, movement, or regime. In the case of MAGA and traitor Trump, it's a movement, right? Because there's no coherent coherent political philosophy that animates MAGA. But it wants to be elevated to the status of a regime by winning back the presidency in November and taking control of the U.S. government. Now let's get to the part about exalting the nation and often race above the individual. MAGA is an explicitly isolationist America first movement and its motto is make America great again. Its central premise is national restoration based on an imagined mythical past when America was supposedly at the peak of its dominance and power. It's a backward looking movement that pines for something lost which has now been taken away by immigrants, liberals, and globalists. While MAGA is not explicitly a white supremacist movement, it tracks almost perfectly with white supremacist ideology, and most of its ardent supporters are white supremacists. At the most recent CPAC conference, right, this is the 
conservative political action committee. It's kind of where the most right wing wing nutty of all meet every few months to show how racist and insane they are. And at the most recent one, neo-Nazis were freely mingling in the audience throughout the convention hall. And remember, when Trump was asked to disavow the Proud Boys um, back in 2020, he told them to stand down and stand by, right? So again, we have neo-Nazis in the conservative movement. Trader Trump spoke at the convention and there were neo-Nazis just mingling, hanging out. And he has expressly refused to disavow white supremacist movements. The former president has recently said that immigrants are poisoning the blood of the country, which is directly reminiscent of Nazi propaganda and calling them vermin. He has talked about the Great Replacement Theory, which is a really core part of the right wing in America. And this theory is that black and brown immigrants are replacing white Americans. And it is just a prominent ideology from fucker Carlson all the way down. According to MAGA, non-whites live in shithole countries and non-whites are almost always portrayed as welfare queens, criminals, and leeches on society. And some of the strongest rhetoric and most violent threats are reserved for non-whites. It is important to note here, right, that just because MAGA is a white supremacist movement, that doesn't mean they reject non-white members. As I have said on numerous occasions, there is nothing white supremacists love more than non-whites who subscribe to their ideology and give them cover. So a black man or Hispanic woman who joins MAGA is often welcomed and sometimes even given privileged positions because they are very useful in creating a sheen of diversity and to push back against claims that the movement is racist. How can we be racist if we have black and brown and Asians among us, they say. This is akin to the Christian nationalists who point to the women in their movement as evidence that they aren't anti-woman or trying to make women second-class citizens. So it's important to note that the mere presence of women and non-whites in a movement doesn't mean the movement is liberal or progressive or diverse, only that they have convinced some number of women and minorities to sign on to their fascist ideology. And it's also important to keep in mind that, again, the overwhelming majority of MAGA are white. Right? It's mostly a white movement. Moving on to the next part of the definition. Fascist stand, fascism stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader. This part seems odd to those who have grown up with the notions that conservatives are for small government and local control. But it's important to remember that that conservative movement of the Ronald Reagan and the first George Bush is long gone. And it has been replaced almost exclusively by MAGA fascism. We can see this clearly at the state levels in red states like Texas and Florida, where the government is severely limiting women's reproductive rights, banning books, persecuting the LGBTQ community, and promoting violence against immigrants. The fascist project is about using the power of the state to impose an orthodox and repressive social order through coercion and violence. For years, Trader Trump has said that only he can fix America's problems, that he yearns to be a dictator, often praising the world's dictators from Xi to Putin almost on a weekly basis. So moving on to the last part of the definition, 
the fascist project is about imposing severe economic and social regimentation and forcible oppression of opposition. So what type of economic and social regimentation does MAGA promote? As already mentioned, it is an implicitly white supremacist movement where white people and their grievances are exalted, where LGBTQ are oppressed, and even though traitor Trump is not religious, where America is heralded as a Christian nation. It is no surprise that some of MAGA's most fervent supporters are Christian nationalists. On the economic side, MAGA is much less clear since it's basically a movement of grifters, con men, and fraudsters, led by the number one grifter in the country. To the extent that there is any economic regimentation, it's that rich white men should be able to get away with whatever they want, and everyone else has to fight for the scraps. This part of the fascist project is probably where the link to MAGA is weakest. But this is because traitor Trump has no economic ideology, as he is a con man and grifter above all, and is perfectly willing to let GOP orthodoxy of showering the rich with tax cuts and cutting the social safety net for everyone else reign supreme. He doesn't give a shit. Finally, the forcible suppression of opposition can be seen throughout the MAGA movement, and it's one of its most prominent features. Traitor Trump continually talks about jailing his opponents, about jailing media figures. He implores his followers to beat up protesters and journalists and tells them he'll pay the legal fees. And leading up to the insurrection of January 6th, MAGA engineered a coup to overturn the election results, which of course failed. So look, I've covered a lot of ground in this segment, and while the MAGA movement doesn't map 100% to the fascist movements of the past, it maps incredibly close and clearly meets the bar of the definition. But as we'll see after the break, the other elements of MAGA that Trader Trump uses to engender support and strengthen his cult following are also textbook fascist techniques that luminaries like George Orwell documented in both his essays and his masterwork, 1984. So I'll discuss those when we come back right after the break. Ain't it funny how you said you were friends now it sure as hell don't look like it. You'll betray me and I know that you'll never feel sorry for the way I heard yeah you talked to her when we were together loved you it's your worst but that didn't matter it took you two weeks to go off and date her guess you didn't cheat but you're still a traitor okay so in this section, I want to spend some time discussing how many of the propaganda techniques that Trader Trump uses are classic fascist techniques that Orwell put into great effect in his novel 1984. So the first is that since fascists thrive on chaos, one of their first steps is to destroy the truth and any notion of, je- of objective reality. Right? And this has been part of the MAGA project since day one. Right, This is alternative facts, fake news, right? Everything you read out in the liberal media is out to get me. They're weaponizing everything, right? And the former president does this also by constantly lying all day, every day, so that it's impossible to fact check him, right? There's simply not enough hours in the day to fact check hundreds of lies spewed out in speeches and on social media platforms, right? And by projecting his own corruption 
onto others, his followers lose any semblance of reality and simply put their faith in him. Right? All fact-finding entities, from the media to government bureaucrats, are labeled enemies, right? or again, fake news. And his followers are implored to only believe the leader, no matter how ludicrous and insane his ramblings are. We see this most clearly with respect to the January 6th insurrection. At first, MAGA world and traitor Trump claimed that the insurrectionists were part of some false flag operation and were mostly Antifa or Democratic plants to make Trump look bad. But then this morphed into the insurrectionists being patriots and hostages and political prisoners. Obviously, these two claims are diametrically opposed and can't both be true. But there have literally been times when traitor Trump has literally said both things in the same sentence, that these were plants, but they're patriots. Right, think about that. He's literally saying in the exact same sentence the opposite thing. And this destroys any notion of truth or facts or morality and leaves his followers just kind of in this confused state of, well, okay, well, whatever he says at this moment, I'll just follow that. Right? And that's, that's how you destroy kind of objective reality. You go to this kind of post-truth, MAGA-fascist world. It's like saying, of course the sky is blue. And then turning around and saying, look, the sky is yellow. And you say it with a straight face. And you say it repeated off and on. And then people just don't know. Is it, is it blue? Is it yellow? Does he mean bluish yellow? Is it sometimes yellow, sometimes blue? I don't know. It's just, you know, but don't, don't believe the people who just say it's always blue. Right? Another common fascist tech tactic is claiming that some parts of society represent the real or authentic patriots and countrymen, while others are illegitimate. This is the real American shtick, right? The real Americans, the heartland that is all too common on the right. And finally, nothing is, is as clearly fascist as the love of Putin and other fascist dictators that is now in the MAGA DNA. Right? Think about this. To convince a party, the Republican Party, whose identity was forged in its opposition to the Soviet Union, that the fascist dictator Putin, who wants to bring the Soviet Union back and is invading democratic countries and committing genocide, is actually now one of the good guys. This is probably the most glaring example of the success of traitor Trump's breed of fascism and shows how truly depraved much of the right wing is, that he can just flip reality on its head, right? And now all of a sudden, Putin is a good guy, and the West is, you know, corrupt, right? It's a kind of an amazing, it's an amazing feat, but it's mostly achieved because the people he's speaking to are so devoid of principle, not because he's any, you know, genius. So to summarize, not only does MAGA align almost perfectly with the dictionary definition of fascism, but its propaganda is spread through class classic fascist techniques, culminating in praise of other fascists who only a few decades ago were America's sworn enemies. Remember, Mitt Romney in the 2012 debate said, Russia is our number one enemy. Ten years later, even less, you know, we have the former president befriending Putin and saying what a genius he is and praising him all the time. In less than a decade, right, we go from just completely throw the world upside down. This is obviously reminiscent of the parts of 1984 
where the citizenry are told that Oceania is the enemy and Eurasia is the friend, only have to have the leaders turn around later and say, no, 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 Oceania is the enemy and Eurasia is our friend, right? This kind of completely flipping the world and the moral compass upside down just destroys any sense of truth and objective reality. And that's core to the fascist project. And you can't understand MAGA unless you understand that. So I will come back with the antidote right after the break. Okay, so after my last episode, uh, where I recommended in the antidote that everyone refer to Trump as traitor Trump, which I have tried to do today, someone pointed out that if you keep repeating traitor Trump, traitor Trump, that it might kind of sound like traitor Joe's, right? Like traitor, not traitor. So I'd say, all right, that's that's a good point. So maybe you call him, you know, Trump the traitor, if that's you know makes it easier, or you can call him the fat fascist fuck or the Florida fraudster, or the king of the grifters, right? Or the orange god king, that's the bulwark one. Whatever you want, choose one, but don't ever utter his name without it, right? Make sure he is not legitimized, right? So again, whatever you want, just make sure you don't utter his name without it. I'm going to stick with Trader Trump. I like that one. I think I can enunciate it well enough that people get it. It's not Trader Joe's, it's Trader traitor Trump. Um, but look, that's, you know, that's obviously kind of a side issue. The real thing here is it's kind of taken a while for people to, to dawn on people that the election here is Biden versus traitor Trump, right? We got people from Ezra Klein on down, you know, across the spectrum talking about Biden needs to step down and we should have this brokered convention, all this absolute pathetic nonsense that's never going to happen, that's way risky, that's actually way more risky than sticking with Biden. So look, that's all neither here nor there because it's all fantasy world. This is going to be a replay of the 2020 election. It's been clear for a year that that's where it's going. And this is a contest between democracy and the rule of law and fascism and chaos and corruption. That's it. It's that simple. It's black and white, and it's clear as day. So everyone needs to rally strongly behind Biden. I have people tell me, well, I'll vote for him. I'm not really excited. Look, look, look. That's not enough. It's not enough to just say you're going to vote for him. That's the absolute bare minimum bar to say I'm going to vote. Okay, who cares? Right? That's your, you know, you don't get points to say you're going to vote. What you have to do is rally around Biden. And that means donate some money to democratic causes. Tell people what a successful president he is. Tell young people how he's the only thing standing between us and the end of everything they care about, whatever they care about. Again, you care about Gaza and Palestinians, right? Biden is the best hope. You might not love what he's doing, but he's the best hope. Care about climate? Care about student loan forgiveness? Care about health care? 
you know, Medicaid, Medicare for all, whatever it is, Biden is the only pathway to get those things. He's not going to, you know, give you everything, but he's the only pathway. The other pathway is destruction and violence and death. It really is. And so from here until Election Day, everybody needs to rally around Biden enthusiastically. Fake it till you make it. If you don't, if you're not feeling it, fake it till you make it. Okay. So that's my antidote for today. I hope everyone's doing well. Um, you know, if you're enjoying the podcast, please share it with family, friends, and colleagues. Uh, subscribe on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Rate it. And with that, everybody, take care. Enjoy the rest of your week. Be safe. Thank you.